welcome to a brand new episode which has taken me way too long to finally sit my butt down on my chair and have a chat with you. I've been telling you that I am going to have a new episode up for you for weeks now. If you follow me on Instagram, um, I've been letting you know on my stories, you know that I will have a new episode up soon and then it just never seems to happen and I want to apologize for that because when I make a commitment to something, I like to stick to it and I really do appreciate how kind and patient you guys have been with me. If you follow me, um, whether it's on my Instagram, on my TikTok, if you read my newsletters, I always seem to have a problem saying that word, newsletters, um, every week I send them out on Mondays, then you'll kind of have more of an idea of what's been going on in my life. I've opened up a little bit more. So I've just basically had a lot going on. I know I'm not the only one. So many of us have so many things going on. And then there's this thing that we want to sit down and do. And whenever I sit down and actually get started and chat to you guys, I love doing this. Like I love this time that I put aside and just chat with you and we talk about symptoms or we talk about anything in regards to anxiety or I just talk about anything or ramble on or whatever it is but it's you know how it goes it's just actually sitting down to do it that is the hard part but then once I'm doing it I'm like why didn't I do this sooner it seems like every single time I've been about to sit down to record this I get sidetracked and I get caught up in something else or caught up in creating another piece of content and I just honestly it's Friday evening as I'm recording this and I just said to myself, this is ridiculous. You guys are so patient and so kind. And I have promised you this for way too long. So here it is. So I've made myself some tea. And if you're just sitting down to listen to this, I would um, recommend making yourself some tea, grabbing some snacks, because we know that it always ends up being pretty long. But you guys have let me know that you really like the long episodes. So... I'll keep making them for you. I, I try to keep them short, but then it just, the time just goes on and I realize 45 minutes or an hour have, has gone by, but it's all good. I really want to always get as much information as I can into these podcast episodes for you. So I have made myself a cup of tea. I've made some peppermint this time. I've added a little bit of apple cider vinegar. I've been dealing with such, like, really annoying allergies for the past week or so, maybe two weeks. Um, the weather here in Canada is just so strange. It's one day you're freezing and you have like a huge coat on every time you have to leave your house. And then the next day, like today, for example, it's 30 something degrees. It's It feels humid and I just can't keep up. And this back and forth with the weather, it really does not help my allergies. I know a lot of you guys who struggle with allergies that can be a big anxiety trigger. Um, so I guess I'm just letting you know that if you ha deal with allergies, whether it's from the weather, whether it's from anxiety, I actually have an episode where I talk more about that. Um, you're not alone. It's, it's really frustrating and really annoying. So I find that the apple cider vinegar, if I add a little bit of that and sometimes a little bit of just like local honey into my tea, that does seem to make a difference for me. So just a little tip. Um, it does seem to help with the inflammation and congestion and like that facial pain, you know? So I'm not sure if you're new here. If, if you are, then welcome. I'm really happy that you're here. 
or if you've listened to my other episodes, um, I started a series where I wanted to talk about a different anxiety symptom in each episode so we could really focus in on that one specific symptom. So for today's episode, a few weeks ago, I asked you guys to share some questions with me that you have regarding um, head sensations, like very scary head sensations um, in regards to anxiety. And I have written down as many as I can. I had a lot of the same kind of questions, so I've written them down. I have them with me. And I am going to be answering your questions in this episode. It really helps me to ask you guys to give me um, questions because that kind of forms the uh, foundation of the episode. And that way I don't get completely lost and like not remember where I am. So in terms of my own experience, I have dealt with very many different head sensations um, as a result of anxiety and I know that this can be, and I feel like I say this for every symptom, I remember doing the dizzy episode and saying this is one of the scariest symptoms and I, I say that for all of them but this genuinely like anything that has to do with your head or shooting pains or like really weird um, like brain zaps and brain surges, it can send you into complete panic. Um, so I just wanted to share a little bit about my own experience with these before I dive into the questions. I feel like I've always worried about any kind of head pain, whether it's a random shooting pain that comes out of nowhere, or it's a headache, or it's, you know, a headache that lasts longer than just a few hours. It's always been something that I've worried about, and I immediately start to think the worst, and I know you relate if you're listening to this. Um, you start to think that there's something wrong with your brain, um, you start to think that maybe you have a brain tumor or um, just something, like especially with the shooting pains, you kind of think maybe you're about to just fall over and die, like right there and then. Um, during my very first panic attack, so I've spoken about this before, but I just, I'm going to share again, just in case you're new or just to kind of, um, you know, refresh your memory, just in case you, you don't remember or uh, sometimes it's just nice to hear something again, you know? So my first panic attack, I was working as an esthetician at a salon in a shopping mall. I was dealing with a lot of anxiety at this time, but I didn't understand anxiety and didn't, I wasn't like, oh, I'm anxious, oh, I'm having anxiety and that's why I feel this way. It's just, every single day I just didn't feel like myself. I just didn't feel right. I always felt on edge. I was dizzy all the time. Um, every time, like the, the lead up to going to work, my stomach would be in a knot and I would feel really sick, um, even if it was just, you know, like a regular day at work. Um, I noticed that I was having all these weird symptoms that would just intensify every single time I left my home. And because I didn't understand anxiety, I thought that I was genuinely like sick. I, I thought that I was having real issues. And that's something that I ended up obsessing over because I, I didn't understand how it was possible to feel this way every single day and I think the worst part was that I didn't even know how to fully explain to anybody how I feel um I, like if you say to somebody I just don't feel right you know they just immediately tell you to go to the doctor which was a huge panic trigger for me too because then I'm thinking well I need to put that off because the minute I go to the doctor he may confirm something really serious and it was just a horrible, horrible cycle, and I had no idea that it was, oh, this is, you know, anxiety. So I'd been feeling like this for a, 
for a good while at this point. Um, but I hadn't really experienced, I hadn't experienced a full-on panic attack. If I look back now, I definitely had experienced episodes of just um, panic, but not, not a full-blown panic attack. Um, so on this particular day, it was the end of my shift, and I, I would take the bus home. And I just wanted to stop at the drugstore to grab a few things that I needed before going to wait for my bus. And I remember walking through, I was in the drugstore and I was like walking through the aisles and like getting what I needed, but I wasn't even focusing on what I was doing. I, I felt so incredibly strange and uncomfortable in my body. Excuse my throat if it sounds like raspy or whatever. I'm not kidding when I'm, when I say I'm really struggling with some allergies at the moment. Um, so I wasn't feeling good and I wasn't feeling comfortable in my body. I just, I didn't understand what was happening, but I knew that something just did not feel right. And my heart was racing, which was making everything feel worse. I felt really hot. My heart was um, skipping beats the whole time. So I was kind of zoned in on that thinking there's something wrong with my heart. And my vision was blurry too. This was a big thing. Whenever I was very anxious, my vision would, would blur um, and just all of these symptoms together, it just, I mean, you, you really do genuinely think there's something wrong, like it's an, a medical emergency. So I wasn't really paying attention at all to what I was doing. I was just throwing stuff into my like basket. And I remember just thinking, I just, I don't care if I ha don't have everything. I just want to leave. Like, I just want to get out of this place. Um, Whenever I started to get really hot, I would always feel like I'm going to pass out. And that was a fainting was a big fear of mine. So I went to go stand in line to pay. And while I was standing in line, and this is the thing with anxiety, it's as long as you're moving, you're still not feeling good. But that's what adrenaline is designed. It's designed to make you move because your body thinks you're in danger. So it's it's you, you need to run away from the potential threat or you need to fight it. So when you're standing still, you're going to feel all of your symptoms a lot more intensely than you felt them when you were moving around. It's like I said, when you're moving around, you're still feeling them and you're still feeling awful. But the minute you stand still or you're sitting or, and you're just not moving, your brain is kind of your brain is in panic mode. And it's like, why are we sitting? We're in danger. Because remember, your brain, even if you're not in danger, your brain doesn't know that it thinks you are. So it's telling you, get up, get up, we got to get out of here, we got to move. And that's why when you're in a place, you may feel that desperate need to just get out and find the exit. And this is what was happening to me as so I was standing in line and I was waiting to pay and I just, the symptoms were so intense. I was so dizzy. I felt so uncomfortable and I, I, I was trying my best to stick it through. But then while I was standing there, I experienced what I now know is called a brain surge, which, and I always describe it as, because I, I honestly didn't know how else to, to explain it. Um, I describe it as if, like, it feels like a whoosh feeling going through your head. And honestly, I had never experienced anything like that before. And I, I just thought, okay, this is definitely something serious. I'm not going to stand here and like drop dead right in line. <laughs> um, I just, I wasn't even thinking at that point. I just let my body just do its thing. I just, I left my stuff and I just went outside and 
it was just terrible. It was just a horrible, horrible experience. I actually I have another episode where I talk more about my first panic attack, and I talk about it um, on my Instagram as well and in my book, in my first book, and, and in both books, in fact. But that was the first time that I experienced brain surge, and I know many of you guys have experienced it too, and when you don't understand what's going on, it is, I mean, even if you do understand what's happening, you still feel absolutely terrified it's it's really difficult like it doesn't matter if someone has explained it to you if you literally have something right in front of you explaining to you what it is that sure that brings a level of comfort because you you can at least tell yourself okay i'm I'm not i'm not actually dying and you can kind of breathe your way through it but that doesn't mean that it's any less intense or any less scary but at this time when i experienced it i had no idea I didn't understand anxiety. I had no idea what a brain surge was. I was just like, how the heck am I, how would I explain this to anybody? Like, oh, I'm, there was a wish feeling going through my head. People would think I'm crazy, but the feeling of it was just absolutely horrifying. So these sudden kind of wish feelings through your head where it feels like blood is rushing to your brain, like a head rush, or you could have the opposite where it feels like blood is rushing out of your head and it, it it's very hard to describe it whenever i've put posts up and i read through the comments like you guys explain it so well so i, I always recommend if this is a symptom that you relate to go look for my brain search posts my brains app posts um and i'll get to brains apps in a minute because that's a different thing but i often um, talk about the two of them together when i do posts so go look up those posts on Instagram and read through the comments because that's where the good stuff is. Like that's where we're all sharing our experiences and if you can't relate to my experience in the post or the video that I put up, then you're more you you're probably going to find it in the comments. So this is actually very common during fight or flight. It's when blood literally is rushing to your head or out of your head depending on the situation so if blood is rushing to your head your your brain um, believes you're in danger and it's it, the blood coming to your head is to is supposed to help you to think more clearly so to help you kind of think your way out of this threatening situation and I always say that if you were in a genuinely like life-threatening situation you're not going to be focused on the symptoms you're suddenly everything's going to suddenly feel kind of crystal clear and you're going to be so zoned in on how you're going to get out of it that you're not going to be like oh my head feels weird you're just going to be focused on getting away but the reason that we become so focused on the symptoms is because they happen when our brain believes we are in that life-threatening situation but we're actually doing something completely normal like we're standing in line or we're just you know doing a normal everyday thing Sometimes blood can rush out of your head to different parts of your body, like if blood goes out, rushes out of your head to your legs to help you run away, to like make you stronger so you can run away, or to your arms to make, help you to be able to fight. It's, it's all these different blood changes that occur during fight or flight, and when this happens, that's when you experience all these weird sensations that are really difficult to explain, but then when you delve a little deeper and you start learning about the fight or flight response, they actually start to make more sense. Tension headaches is another big one. Um, I think someone had asked this in one of the questions, so I'm going to wait to get into that. But I used to get tension headaches and tension headaches can last for 
ages that's that's the thing that then you start to worry and think you know maybe i have a brain tumor maybe there's something very serious going on and then you start to if you have health anxiety your brain starts to piece things together so you know i would sit there and i would have this headache that just wasn't going away so a week i remember um when i was a when i was a teenager everything kind of started to hit me at once when i was around 16 17 I had so many different symptoms just on and off, on and off. Again, I had no idea that anxiety could be contributing in any way. I I didn't understand anxiety. I, I thought that if you're anxious, you feel scared and, and you worry all the time, which, yes, I did. But I just, I just put that down to my personality because I just figured that's who I am. You know, I worry a lot, but I didn't know anything about actual anxiety disorders. So I had had this tension headache for, it had been at least a week at this point. And then, you know, you, your brain starts to piece it together. Like I said, if you have health anxiety, this is exactly what your brain does. It wants to be prepared and it starts honing in on every little thing. So I start thinking, well, you know, I have been feeling kind of nauseous. Like I haven't been feeling well. Plus my head hurts. Plus I'm getting like weird blurry vision on and off oh, plus I'm, I'm dizzy and off balance a lot. And then you start to think, well, these symptoms have to be, you know, there's something wrong with my brain. And then the absolute worst of all is you go and Google your symptoms. Oh my God, the amount of times that I ended up in complete panic because my exact symptoms came up alongside serious medical conditions or diseases and I would completely lose it. It's, it's absolutely... There are no words, so if you're listening to this suffering with health anxiety, I understand. I, I truly, truly understand that it is incredibly difficult to put into words how, how, cons- how it just consumes your entire life. So I don't want to get too off track here because you know, like, if you follow me on Instagram and watch my stories, I can go off on little rambles. Um, I've written down some, because I, I genuinely forget when I'm talking and I don't have it in front of me. I've written down some of the symptoms that I've dealt with in terms of like head issues or head pains or head sensations. Um, brain zaps, that's another one. Brain zaps feel like, they feel like mini, uh, well this is how I describe it, and again, read through the comments on my brain zap posts because you guys explain it really well as well um it feels like a little mini electric current going through your head but what used to scare me so much about brain zaps is that they just come out of nowhere it's not like it builds up slowly and you're like okay i'm about to get a brain zap you can be doing something anything and just out of nowhere it's like and it's like you know what the f was that and then if you know, for me, it wouldn't last very long, but it was so uncomfortable that I, and it was so scary that I would sit there and be anticipating when it was going to happen again. Um, and that's another issue with, with the symptoms is you experience something really scary. And then even if it doesn't last long, even if it goes away, it was such a horrible experience that you're just anticipating it happening again. And that anticipation completely takes over, so it's really difficult to focus on anything else. Um, And then, of course, the more attention that we're putting there, the more likely we are to experience it again. It's like we're kind of attracting it. 
And that's the vicious cycle because how do you not think about it? But you need to not think about it for it to kind of go away. And I think what really helps here is to understand because when you start to understand something, you release some of the fear around it. And the minute, like for me anyway, the minute I understood something and I wasn't so scared of it, muscle twitches is a huge one here. I was absolutely terrified of my muscle twitching for many, many years. And then I finally reached a point where I fully understood it. And I, I realized so many other people have it and it's completely natural and normal with anxiety. And my fear, like now if I get a muscle twitch, I don't feel that fear, which is amazing. I never thought that I would reach that point. But because I don't feel that fear, I'll maybe experience it if I haven't slept, if I haven't been eating well, um, if I'm going through a stressful period. But because I'm not so latched onto it, if that makes sense, it does not last as long. So a question that I often get is, well, how do I not think about it? I'm so scared of it. And that's exactly it. You're so scared of it. So you need to find ways to release your fear around it. And the best way to do that is to learn everything you, you can about it. That's how you take your power back. Um, so brain zaps are often, brain zaps can often happen when you're withdrawing from a medication or it can be side effects of certain prescription medications. So if you are taking something or withdrawing from something, do always let your doctor know. Um, for me, I don't remember if I was getting them when I was withdrawing off my meds. I, I took meds for about a year. Um, I, I honestly don't remember, but I know that it w if I did have them, then it wasn't just then. It's been something that's been on and off. Um, yeah, knock on wood, I haven't had a brain zap in a while. <laughs> I've had severe head pressure. Again, it often starts in our neck and shoulders. We don't realize that everything is connected. So if you're constantly tensing up your neck, constantly tensing up your shoulders, that's going to end up tensing up the muscles on your scalp and that can lead to that really horrible pressure like I would get such intense pressure that it would feel like my head is going to explode so finding ways to release um, tension in my neck and shoulders really did help me with that with the tension in my head um, shooting pains oh again if you're anxious all the time and you're constantly tensing up your muscles just like you will experience shooting pains or random pains in your body, it's going to be the same thing in your head. So I remember one day I was, I was putting, this was when I was really struggling with anxiety and I was only just starting to learn about it. And I was, you know, putting my makeup on. And while I was putting my makeup on, I had this awful pain just out of nowhere. It was kind of behind my ear. Um, my head had been feeling really tight and I had been dealing with um, a tension headache for a few days. But I had this awful like shooting pain. It felt like, again, how do I, how do I explain it? It's hard to explain unless you, you experience it yourself. But it felt like this gripping in my head and it, it felt like, like something was grabbing and pulling. But it wasn't just that sensation, it was pain as well. And it was like this shooting pain. So it was this shooting pain. And then 
it didn't go away like it just sat there behind my ear and it felt like it was just kind of like growing in intensity and I remember I I just because at the at uh, oh my goodness I need to take a breath <laughs> you know sometimes I stutter on here or I ramble on and I think to myself I need to delete this and I need to start over but I'm not going to do that because I'm human <laughs> so let's try that again so at the time I didn't understand my anxiety and I was only just learning about it and when I dealt with a horrible symptom I would get so frustrated at myself I would ask myself like come on can't we just have a good day why do can't, can't I just be normal and I would get so angry and I remember, it's not even just angry, like, I, I was sad, I just wanted to feel normal, I just wanted to have one good day, because even when I was having a good day, I was just waiting for the next symptom to happen, and I remember that this pain was so bad and so intense, and I was so worried about it, that I just, I was like, what is the point of even finishing my makeup and getting ready for my day there's there's no point and I remember just I just gave up like I was like I'm giving up on this day the day had barely started and I was just like nope <laughs> not facing today um and I just went I remember I went and put Shrek on the tv to try to calm me down and I I just watched Shrek and I took naps and I just this is what I did a lot of during my worst anxiety I just I didn't want to deal with the day I didn't see the point I I felt horrible all the time and yep that's what I did I would give up on the day and then I would get really frustrated at myself and feel like a complete failure and I know that so many of you deal with this or and this is another big thing where you'll be having a really good period and you'll be doing okay or you'll at least be feeling like you're on top of your symptoms and managing them to some extent and then you'll have a day like I'm describing now and you'll feel like you've completely lost all of your progress and you're back to square one and it's an awful awful feeling and it can make you really really down on yourself but something that I have learned is that you have not lost all of your progress. When you feel like that, you've actually been learning the entire time. Healing is a process. It doesn't just, it's not just smooth sailing when you start healing from something. It's up and down, up and down. But that does not mean you're back to square one. Okay, so I am going to start getting into the questions now. I've been talking for almost half an hour. <laughs> um... I honestly thought that I was going to have a 10 minute intro and just talk about, you know, how I've experienced all of this and then dive into the questions. And then I look at the time and we've been here for about 27 minutes at this point. So I'm going to start diving into the questions and seeing your guys. It's not just questions. It's also just kind of you just left me some responses and just let me know what you experience in terms of this. So the first one that I have here is, I keep thinking I have a new brain tumor, tumor and I think I feel a lump on my head all the time. So from everything that I've described to you guys, um, 
that is one of the most common things to worry about when it comes to anxiety is a brain tumor. I think heart problems and heart attacks and brain issues and brain tumors are up there as two of the biggest ones. Um, It's really hard to not think that there's something wrong when you're having these symptoms. But I hope that just by listening to me explain a little bit more about my own experiences and how the fight or flight response can contribute that just by me reading that now that response that you already feel a little bit you know comforted so of course i have to say this i'm not a doctor and if there is anything that you're worried about or you feeling feeling anything that doesn't feel right i have to let you know to you know go and see your doctor because i'm not a doctor i can't diagnose or offer medical advice What I will say though is that when you deal with anxiety and health anxiety in particular, one of the biggest things that we go through is worrying about lumps and bumps. Um, When you start becoming hyper-focused on your body, you are going to feel things, I promise you. I went through a period where I was checking every inch of my body because I was it was an obsession like it it wasn't even logical i would watch myself check something for the millionth time and i knew that this is not logical i'm feeling the same spot over and over and it's not changing but i can't stop myself from doing it and i went through a period too where i would feel my neck like at the back of my neck into my head and over my scalp and I I would feel lumps like even now if I feel I can feel lumps there because this is just how our bodies are we have lumps everywhere Um, and I don't mean that as a as a bad thing that's just you know natural muscle tissue Um, our scalps have natural our heads have natural bumps over them but when you start feeling them because most of the time people are just kind of going about their business they don't even know how their muscle tissue feels they're not feeling their head and feeling the shape of their skulls but yet we are and the minute you start doing it you're going to feel things and because of this absolute fear that we constantly live in our brain starts to tell us that something is wrong so i hope that i hope that that can bring a little bit of relief you are not alone with that this is massive with us who suffer with health anxiety you're going to feel things if you're going to start poking and prodding at your body you're going to feel things and it's normal to feel to be able to feel things okay so the next question i experienced so much brain fog what can i do can i still meditate with it it makes me so anxious so Let me talk about the meditation thing quickly. Um, I think we have this idea that meditation means that we have to really set aside all this time and our brains have to be quiet and we kind of feel like there's all these conditions that have to apply before we can even sit down and even think about meditating. But meditation is basically any time that you're just sitting quietly with yourself and taking deep breaths. That can be considered meditation. Like if as you're listening to me right now, you know, you're taking long, slow, deep breaths, you can say that you're meditating because you're really focusing in on your breath. Um, so when I started meditating, my, I was, my brain was foggy all the time. My brain was 
I was zoned out all the time, I felt sleepy, sometimes my mind would just not shut off with thoughts, most of the time in fact, um, but I would still sit there and just, sometimes I would think, what is the point, like, this is so pointless because my brain, it just does not feel like anything is happening, but I would still do it, this is the thing, it's, it's, this is a practice, it's not something that you do one day and wow everything has changed it's something that you do every single day and as you start to get into it and as your brain starts to get used to this practice over time you start to to feel the difference like it will just happen one day and you'll realize your mind is clearer you're able to concentrate more but you have to start somewhere and i often hear people say i'm not made for meditating like that's my brain is too busy but that's exactly why you should meditate um so meditation honestly you don't have to they ha- you don't have to do anything specific it's what works for you because we're all different and every day is different too so you know maybe one day you feel like you can sit quietly with your own mind you can still your thoughts and you can breathe and that feels right maybe another day you need music Maybe another day you need to gently move your body and do kind of a moving meditation. Maybe another day you need a guided meditation. You need somebody to talk you through some affirmations or a body scan. Um, It's different every single day. Um, I'm just trying to think. I can share some things in the caption. Or maybe I should do a separate episode on this where I can share some of my favorite meditations. Um, Sometimes I'll listen to music i really like listening to sound frequencies or singing bowls like i think it's called that singing bowls like the meditation bowls i really really like those i can link something in the caption for you guys there and then as for managing brain fog i'm going to share a few tips with you guys so these tips can help temporarily but ultimately to manage brain fog over the long term, what really helped me was really paying attention to my nutrition because it's over the long term. Like if you're eating takeouts and processed foods every single day and you're dealing with a lot of anxiety and brain fog and then you know today you've decided just today you're going to do these healthy things, you're not going to see a difference. It's little things that you do every day that build up over time again everything in moderation i'm not saying you know you can never get a takeout or you can never eat this but i think for me i was eating processed foods and takeouts all the time and then being healthy now and then so i had to switch that around to being a lot healthier and that doesn't mean boring because that's another misconception because i love food and i love eating and i'm not going to sit and eat salads i eat really good food but i make sure to eat nutritious food that you know feeds my body that feeds my mind as much as my body and by taking care of your body you're naturally going to start to lower stress hormones and you're going to start to feel calmer getting enough sleep or not even enough sleep getting quality sleep because sometimes i would end up having a night where i slept seven or eight hours but i would be having nightmares all night long so it wasn't restful sleep and i would still feel sluggish although when you deal with anxiety sometimes you know you can sleep all night long you can sleep all day long and you're still mentally absolutely exhausted and kind of in a haze but 
getting quality sleep really can make a difference and i know that this is a tough one when you're anxious you know how do i actually get that quality sleep um again i feel like this could be a completely separate episode where i really delve into it check out my i have a guide on instagram where i have all of my sleep posts i go deep into that in there um but magnesium glycinate is something that i take every single night before bed it is it helps me so much it helps me to fall asleep faster it helps me to enjoy better quality sleep it helps to relax my muscles because sometimes it's hard to fall asleep because you're so tensed up um I'll often have magnesium and then I'll either have a golden milk again in the caption I'll link to I'll link to a powder that I really like and I also have a recipe that you can make at home yourself if you would prefer to do that but a golden milk which is basically a drink made with turmeric that can improve the quality of your sleep and it reduces inflammation and lowers stress hormones as well so I'll either have a golden milk with my magnesium or I'll have some tea that's really soothing and calming with magnesium Lately I've been having, lately I've kind of been alternating, so one night I'll have a golden milk hot chocolate with my magnesium and the next night I'll have chamomile tea. Um, If I don't have chamomile, I often have lemon balm, that's another one of my absolute favorites. That one is especially good for emotional stress. So that is, that can be really helpful before bed. Try and limit caffeine, if you drink caffeine, limit it like hours before bed i would say stop drinking it by two in the afternoon as it can stay in your body um you can honestly start having herbal teas like lemon balm or chamomile hours before bed already to start to prep your body for bedtime but just those two things already make a big difference for me the magnesium and then the golden milk or the magnesium and the tea staying hydrated and that's not with sugary drinks all day i'm sorry to let you know but um with teas with you know fresh filtered water you can add lemon to your water i drink a lot of tea i always used to say you know what i'll never drink tea i hate herbal teas because i used to drink a lot of coffee believe it or not and i used to drink cups of coffee a day and i think the issue was that i wasn't giving it a chance and i was drinking herbal teas that i just didn't really like but I have my favorites now. So some of my favorites are spearmint, peppermint, um, chamomile, lemon balm. Um, there's this chamomile lavender one that I really like as well. Um, I'm definitely leaving some out here. But those are just some of my favorites. So I tend to drink a lot of tea throughout the day. Um, water, sometimes I forget to drink enough water or it gets kind of boring to be honest. So that's why tea can really help you to you know up your water intake. Um Eating a lot of healthy fats is really good for your brain. It can really help with that sluggish, sluggish, <laughs> that sluggishness and that fatigue and that kind of hazy feeling. Um, so some examples could be salmon, avocado, raw nuts. Um, in fact, one Brazilian nut a day can actually give you your dose of selenium for the day and can really help if you suffer with depression. Um, cooking with coconut oil. Uh, usually I'll add um, shredded coconut, just unsweetened, and flaxseed to my oatmeal. And that's a really good way that I get like a good dose of healthy fats in. Getting fresh air and moving your body works wonders as well. During my worst anxiety, I could barely take a few steps because my heart would race so much. 
So even just sitting down and just breathing and you know doing some gentle neck circles and kind of, like I have this whole little thing that I do like I'll sway side to side and I'll just kind of move around in like a moving meditation. Um, it even just take your hand and massage each shoulder and massage your neck while you breathe. Do some light, gentle stretching. Just do what you can. Even if you're really anxious, you can do you can do the lightest stretches and it feels like you're doing nothing, but it is making a difference. I know that it's really difficult to get outside when you deal with a lot of symptoms and panic attacks. Even just opening your window and just letting some fresh air in can make a difference. If you're able to get outside, just sitting right outside your house, it doesn't have to be these massive things like going for an hour-long walk or if you're having a good day and you're able to do that, then great, go ahead and do it. But this is why I always stress that every single day is different and you have to honor what your body needs day to day. We're not going to feel the same every day. We're not going to be able to do that hour walk every single day. And when we put that pressure on ourselves, that's when we start to feel like failures. Even though there is nothing wrong with you, you're simply human. There's a breathing technique called fire breathing. Um, search it on YouTube. If I can find a video that I've done, I will link that in the caption as well. But it helps tremendously to just kind of wake you up a little bit when you're feeling really tired and, you know, the brain fog is taking over and you just, you just feel like you have no energy. It's especially helpful to do it in the morning. Um, every time I've done this, it always gives me a little bit of a boost. So search that on YouTube. That's fire breathing. Well, I'll, I will link something for you in the caption. So the next question, my head always seems to be spinning because of racing thoughts. Any suggestions to prevent this? Every single time I get a question like this, I say the same thing and it's boring, but it is the most effective thing and that is to come back to your breathing. Really focus on your breathing. Count your breathing, like count your breaths out loud to, you know, kind of like pull yourself out of your mind and out of your thoughts. Your breathing is the thing that will always bring you back. And it sounds like such a small thing and some people dismiss it and think, oh, oh, they're talking about deep breathing again. That's not gonna help me. I don't know how to do that. But there are so many different breathing techniques. For me personally, just the regular breathing in through my nose and out through my mouth didn't really help me during panic. And it felt like I was it felt like sometimes I was kind of suffocating and not doing it right. And that's why I always kind of dismissed deep breathing out. I was just like, you know what, that's not helping me. But then I discovered alternate nostril breathing, one of my favorite breathing techniques for panic, breathing in and out through your nose, putting all of your attention there, feeling your breaths coming into your body, feeling the air coming out. Your mind will wonder, it's normal, it's completely normal, but then just bring it back to your breath. It's, it's absolutely incredible what your breath can do for you. And another thing, and this sounds really silly, but shaking out your body, like when you're in your head like that and you have all of this stagnant energy, just get up and shake your body. It sounds crazy, but I mean, what happens to us along the way as we became adults and we just forgot how to be children and just enjoy ourselves? Look at kids, like they have so much fun and they're jumping around and acting silly 
And now as adults, we're like, oh, we can't do that. You know, we have to sit here seriously and be the serious ones. But why? Moving your body, sometimes when I am just in a really crappy mood or feeling completely overwhelmed or my thoughts are just completely taking over, I will literally just jump up and do some jumping jacks or I will just like I'm doing, I'm shaking out my <laughs> my arms right now. I'll just literally just shake my body out. It is amazing what this can do as well so just like just try it just give it a try just shake your body out you've got that stagnant energy that's just making your mind just go round and round and round and sometimes just shaking your body out can already help did you ever experience a fullness or pressure feeling like your head is going to pop off of your neck yes yes and yes um i used to get such bad pressure and tension in my head that I would obsess over it. It's it it feels like there's this like squeezing and it you can't believe that you can actually feel such an intense sensation in your head. Um it's it's horrible. But like I was saying right at the beginning of this, I hope I did. I hope I remember what I'm saying here. Um focusing on releasing tension in your neck and shoulders can go a long way. And helping to release tension in your head even just a self massage like take your fingers and just gently massage your scalp massage your shoulders massage your neck like I said earlier it doesn't have to be this thing this big thing oh I have to have the money to go book in for a fancy massage you have hands like you have your your thing you literally have everything you need at your fingertips like literally take your fingers and get in there and massage I promise you I do this it's become such a habit for me that often when I'm doing something now I just I realize that I'm massaging my shoulders or I'm doing neck circles um, I used to get absolutely terrible pain in my shoulders and neck um, often my neck and my shoulders would go into spasms where I would be in bed with ice packs and think that I have an injury but it would be due to anxiety so finding ways every day to release tension in your neck and shoulders can really help magnesium glycinate is my favorite supplement for relaxing um, tight muscles and tension um, and then you can also get a magnesium gel I have a magnesium gel and sometimes when I've been desperate I will take it and put a whole bunch on my neck and like massage it right into my neck right up into my hairline and I'll, when I've been really desperate I even take a little bit and put it on my temples and just gently massage my temples in you know just gentle circular motions and that can really help as well there's quite a few questions here about tooth and jaw pain and clenching or grinding the teeth um, again everything is connected so often when we're anxious everything is tensed up and the jaw is a big one to get tensed up like you your jaw may be tense right now without you even having realized it until i'm telling you to you know kind of pay attention to that area and then you realize oh wow it was really tight um and if your jaw is tensed every single day that can lead to a lot of headaches and head sensations as well in fact if your jaw is tight you can even experience ringing in your ears, pain in your ears, um, dizziness, all sorts of other things. Everything is connected. And this is something that I found so fascinating when I was 
diving into my anxiety research is how when we start to focus on releasing tension in one area, it starts to relieve all of these other symptoms that we didn't realize were connected. So really, I, I think the thing here is to be mindful because it's, it's an unconscious thing. We go through our day and our shoulders are up around our ears. We're, we're holding our jaw tight. We're, we're pulling the muscles in our face tight. You know, we're frowning without even realizing it. So becoming aware of that and a good tip is to actually set reminders on your phone. Every hour, every two hours, have something pop up on your phone just saying, oh, it's time to release your muscles, just to remind you because we forget. We get totally engrossed in a task that we're busy with or whatever we're doing that we don't even realize that we're so tense. So setting reminders and being mindful of that and then releasing the, those muscles throughout the day can make such a difference, I promise you. And the more you do it, the more automatic it will become. So there's a lot of questions as well about twitching in the face and in the head. Let me tell you that I've experienced twitching in every place possible. I have experienced twitching and I feel like I am a pro twitcher at this point. I feel like I am a pro at talking about this because that is that is one symptom. If I have to say what started my health anxiety fears, that would have to be the top one. That's where it really started for me. Um, and twitching is such a common anxiety symptom. Um, again, when our muscles are so tight and in the face, like we, we tense up the muscles around our eyes, we're frowning, we're, we're um, clenching our jaw. When the muscles are so tight, they can start to twitch. It's not just pain. It's not just painful. They can start to twitch from that tension. I've had twitching in my head, on like my scalp. I've had twitching and tingling feelings over my scalp. I've had what feels like twitching inside of my head. I've had twitching on on my temples. I've had, I've recently I've been dealing with an annoying twitch again, like right, um, right at the side of my nose, like right by my eye. I've had eyelid twitching. I've had twitching under my eyes. I've had my cheek twitching. I've had weird tongue things. Like I've had burning and I've had every single twitch that you can think of. And I've, oh, I remember there was one in my neck and it was so weird because it was almost like every single day at a specific time, my neck would twitch and I'm laughing, but trust me when I tell you it was terrifying. And because I just became so used to this neck twitch, it's it's like I was almost bringing it on. It's it's because I would tell myself, oh well, you know, it usually twitches around this time at night. It's gonna twitch again, and of course it would. And whenever I've had really bad twitching, I would often put I would often press on the twitch, like praying that if I just press on it, it would just stop. Um, I'm, so when I tell you that I know the panic that comes with that, I, I really do. It's horrible. But twitching as a result of tight muscles, as a result of anxiety, as a result of, um, like especially with eyelid twitching, if you have a lot of caffeine, if you aren't sleeping, aren't getting quality sleep, and that's massive with anxiety, there's all these little things that can contribute, but it is very, very common with anxiety, I promise you. 
So the next question here, I feel like I'm healing, but the calmness makes me anxious. Is that normal? Uh, that is completely normal. Completely. You've been in fight or flight mode for so long. You've been so used to experiencing symptoms that now when you're not, when you're having periods where things actually feel calm and you're not panicking and stressing, your brain looks at that as danger because it's thinking, well, we've been in this one mode for so long, this doesn't feel right, something is different. The minute your brain sees something is different and a sudden change, it looks at that as danger. So it's up to you to just keep reminding yourself and but you can write this down you can say it in your head you can say it out loud over and over and over because what you tell yourself eventually your brain will start to believe it i am safe i am safe i am allowed to feel this way i deserve to heal um i i feel like i could make a whole video on some of my favorite affirmations but you just have to keep reinforcing that and reminding yourself i am safe i am safe I'm safe but it is completely normal to feel that um, in fact I would think it isn't normal if you don't feel that I remember like when I was going through calm periods or having good days that would make me stressed out because I would think this isn't gonna last my brain is tricking me but the this is completely natural this is just this is your brain just our brain our, our bo brains our bodies are always trying to protect us so when anything feels different it's not trying to it's not trying to hurt you or cause issues or it's not like your brain doesn't want you to be happy but it wants you to be safe that is its main job it's going to do everything it can to keep you safe so if something doesn't feel safe it's going to you know create these symptoms or create this feeling it's it's kind of like it's creating this feeling in your gut where you feel on edge because your, your brain wants you to be prepared in case anything happens. So it's completely normal, but just make sure that you really remind yourself over and over again that you are safe because you are and you, you deserve to heal. And ups and downs are normal too. I just have to say that again. Good days, bad days, it's all part of healing. Okay, so I've been here with you guys for almost an hour now. I'm seeing 54 minutes roughly there on my timer here. So I'm going to wrap this up. Um, I don't want to overwhelm you with information, but I think I've touched on the biggest things, namely like the, the head pressure, the tension, the shooting pains, the brain surges, the twitching. Um, I really hope, even if there's something that I haven't mentioned here, anxiety and constantly being in that fight or flight mode can contribute to so many different things and sometimes they don't make they don't seem to make sense um like that crawling feeling over the scalp or feeling like i would say it feels like there's bugs running down my scalp or um strange buzzing sensations or some people describe as like a feeling of water dripping in their head like that seems to be a big one that i've seen people people say so I really hope that this has brought some level of comfort and relief for you. I'm going to do another post on Instagram on this soon and then we can, like I kind of will summarize this into a post on Instagram and then we can have a chat in the comments. But I really do hope that this has helped you today or tonight whenever you're listening to this. I feel like it would be so easy for me to sit here for 
hours and hours because I feel like I'm never saying everything that I want to say. I, I honestly feel like I could sit here for a good three, four hours and just share so much more, but it's already been an hour, so I'm going to end this here. Um, I, I don't want to make any promises because things are very up and down in my life right now. My moods are very up and down. I have very good creative days and I have days where I get um, very down and I really struggle to to be motivated to do anything to be to tell you the truth but you know like I tell you guys this is another thing that I'm dealing with in my life you know I dealt with anxiety and I got through that and now I'm now I'm on this other healing journey and one thing I've learned is that every day is different and I have to be okay with that so I don't want to make any promises about how often I'll do these podcasts but I am going to try my best because just sitting here for the past hour or so, however long we've been here, has felt very therapeutic for me. And I hope that it's been I hope that it's been an hour of relaxation for you too, some time for yourself, um, even though I'm going on and on and rambling away. But I really do hope I really do hope that you've gotten something out of this. If there's someone in your life who is struggling, feel free to share this with them. You know, it really helps us to just talk about it and let people in our lives know that there's nothing wrong with them for suffering and they're really not alone thank you for listening to me and for being here with me i'm sending you so 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 much love i say this all the time and i won't stop saying it be so gentle with yourself okay you are important you are precious you are so precious be gentle with yourself Give yourself that love that you need, that love that we seek. We, you know, we seek love and validation and all these things from other sources, but we can give that to ourselves. So be gentle with yourself. Give yourself that love that you deserve and know that I'm sending you the biggest hug and I'm sending you so much love and I will talk to you soon. Have a beautiful day or a great night wherever you are in the world. Bye.